Hi friends, Skip here again for a, another installment of Finding Meaning. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about community lately, and I have done a, a podcast already on the need for community. <clears throat> but I want to talk about sort of the, the egocentric need for community. I believe that we humans are communal. We, we are just born that way. Uh, and I believe, as I have said in prior podcasts, that community springs up organically. That when you find yourself at a job, <coughs> excuse me, or at a church or at a uh, nonprofit, uh, real community springs up organically. It's when we try to place hierarchy, it's when we try to place uh, organization, uh, when we try to live into that sort of misnomer of order that we really lose control. When someone becomes higher, more powerful, different than someone else, that's when community loses its power. Uh, But however, we are beings that gravitate towards community. And I want to talk about how we do that from the ego. Uh, I have to say once again that when we become more free of ego, when we become more free of the false self, uh, we find community organically. But when we are still in that very egocentric uh, place, we find community often, more often than not, I would say most of the time, people are simply looking for community to reinforce their already set beliefs. We are terrified of the reality we find ourselves in. And like a drowning man, often human beings are reaching and scraping for something that that makes sense, uh, that... Uh, we can count on, uh, we are trying to frame reality. And I will tell you that more often than not, that I have seen personally, people have joined a church, a temple, a synagogue, a club, a society, a fraternity, uh, you name it, because they are trying to reinforce already held beliefs. Now, I'll tell you why I have come to understand this. Because I have seen what happens when people challenge that notion. I have seen what happens, I've read what happens through history, but I've seen personally what happens when people go into a community, a religious community, uh, a community organization, and they challenge already set beliefs. Uh, You know, the old joke is, we've always done it that way. Well, you know, that's kind of funny to say. It's kind of funny to hear from people who go to church or, or people who go to synagogue or belong to certain community organizations. However, it's a very spiritually deadly thing to say and to hear. It really is. Because when we believe that we've always done it that way, what we will do is attack people who try to introduce a different way. Now, you may say, what's the proof of this? Well, I want you to look back over history. I mean, my goodness gracious, look look back over history. Uh, 
uh, from Jesus to Gandhi to Martin Luther King, uh, you name it, uh, Muhammad, uh, all of these people were chased away, uh, persecuted, often murdered, because they simply were challenging the status quo. But it doesn't even have to be uh, that sort of uh, major religiosity or spirituality. It can be something as simple as a sporting team. If you go in with unorthodox ways of teaching a sport, uh, people get upset. Uh, It can be at work. Uh, People get upset when you present unorthodox ways. They may even be better ways, but people will still get upset. I remember taking a, a psychology class years ago, years and years ago, late 90s probably, and we learned uh, the story, you've probably all heard it, of, of the person who invented a new sandwich at McDonald's. This person invented a new sandwich, uh, was very popular at that certain McDonald's, it appeared to be a winner, but because it was so unorthodox, because it was coming from an unorthodox place, not the test kitchens, but rather the employee, it was never made. Uh, History is replete with that sort of thing, that those people who dare to challenge the status quo, dare to challenge the way things are, are persecuted, run out of town, etc. Now, one of the ironies of this is, often, uh, in in the religious setting, uh, these people are called heretics, the irony of this is that often the heretics become the saints in the end. Uh, someone once said, listen to the heretics now, they'll be right later. And so we live in that sort of juxtaposition, that sort of tension. Uh, we live in a world where certain things are demanded of us in certain ways, but we also live in a world where we are asked to conform And I have seen people do good work in conformity, but I have seen also uh, people who, with good intentions, reinforce conformity, reinforce the non-transformation of a system or of individuals, simply because uh, they're afraid of change themselves. I would challenge you to think about this that in order for us to really find meaning in our life, in order for us to really find uh, transitions, uh, transformation, we can't be about self-preservation. I have often said of the Christian church, it's a place of preservation, not transformation. And We have to look around in this world and we have to realize that it's all transformation. Everything is transforming from season to season, uh, from being to being. Things are in a state of constant transformation. And yet we organize in such a way that we try to stop that and we can't. And then when someone comes along and proposes that we change... Often that person is ridiculed, persecuted, and in some of the instances I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, they are murdered. Uh, The story of Jesus and the Pharisees, if you're not familiar with that, uh, 
the Pharisees were the religious people of Jesus' day. And Jesus comes along and he challenges them uh, to live out of a, a different kind of faith, a more loving faith, a more grace-filled faith. And I will say this, and I have always believed this since the first time I read the Gospels, that what got Jesus crucified was that he challenged the religious stagnation of his day. And to this day, what gets people excommunicated or in trouble with the hierarchy of the church is often, often because they do the same thing. They challenge the religiosity. They challenge the status quo. They challenge the order. They challenge the way things have always been. The really sad part of this is often people who believe they're agents of change are often just agents of of stagnation. Uh, I used to believe the only way you can change a system is from the inside. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, I don't believe that anymore. Uh, Because in order to become an insider, be it in a community group, a church, a temple, whatever, uh, you have to become such a conformist that you really can't be a person of transformation. And if you become a person of transformation uh, after you are in, so to speak, uh, you will quickly be shown the door. Uh, so, So what do we do with this? Maybe I'm pointing out the obvious. What do we do with this? Well, uh, I say this. Be an agent of change. Be an agent of transformation. I am convinced that the God of the universe, the Lord of love, the higher power, uh, the wisdom of the universe is quickly and swiftly uh, changing the paradigm. And that higher power needs agents of change in order to facilitate that. Now, what that's going to, it's going to mean you don't belong. It's going to mean that you're going to feel um, uh, like a motherless child, to borrow the words from the song. It's going to feel like you are adrift. Now, here's the other challenge to this. And this, I hope, doesn't upset people, but it's the truth that we gravitate towards our belief, both, you know, uh, conservative and liberal And often we become rigid in those beliefs. Now, one may be closer than the other to truth, uh, but however, when we become rigid, when we find rigidity in our spiritual quest, there's really no difference. If we belong to an organization or a church simply to win, simply to be right, simply to have our beliefs reinforced, it's the same thing, folks. It's the same energy. So, I guess my hope for you, and my hope for our world, is that we simply be agents of, of change. We allow transformation to happen. We don't get sucked into uh, the, the matrix, the, the mindset of hierarchy. The only order in the universe is this, that... We are, in a, we are in, always in a season of transformation. And when we surrender, the, that, when we surrender to that, we become agents of, of transformation. So that's all I got tonight. I, I hope you guys are enjoying these. Uh, 
uh, and I hope they uh, help you find some meaning. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.